Brett, it is an honor to be with you. I'm so glad you could be with me. And, you know, Adam, it's this week is a, a week off for the entire world when it comes to the NFL, but I have a feeling uh, there's no such thing as a week off for Adam Schefter. Well, Brett, this is going to be a crazy offseason with quarterback movement, and so even though it's a week from the Super Bowl right now, you always have to kind of be monitoring those situations. And so, yeah, that's just the way the job is. It's a, it's a blessing to have it, but it never just lets up. It's, you know, it, I like to tell people it's like being a doctor, but far less important. You're always on call. You just never know what's going to happen. Well, I think there's a lot of football fans who might argue that you are just as important as their doctors. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> and if I were that essential, I'd be able to get the vaccine, and I can't do that. So what the heck? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I want to talk baseball with you, but before I do, uh, you did have a quick, quick breakdown of Super Bowl 55 for us? Well, it's an interesting situation, right? We have a team in the Buccaneers that's playing at home after winning three straight games on the road. And we have a team in the Kansas City Chiefs that won the Super Bowl last year that is as strong as anybody. And so, again, it should be, should be a great matchup. And we'll see how it shakes out. But the Chiefs are, Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable, and Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. So that, that's kind of what you're looking at next Sunday. Sure, you know, there, there is a big baseball connection with this Super Bowl. Both quarterbacks uh, have involvement in the in the world of baseball. Of course, Tom Brady, who at one point was considered by many to be a better baseball player early in his life than football player, and was actually drafted by the Montreal Expos in 1995. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes grew up in a baseball family with his dad playing pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, again, amongst others, right? So, look, you know, I think, Brett, if you look at all these guys, the best players in sports, usually they played another sport, usually they have some sort of athletic ability. It's not just one dimensional where they only play football or only play baseball. Baseball players, usually great golf players, basketball players. It all kind of fits together in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You, you know, you, I'm sure you saw that note early. Uh, you might've even broken the note earlier this year. I know it was reported before, you know, I think almost every quarterback in the hall of fame, uh, since the 1970s, except for two, played shortstop on their high school team. And there's 10 current NFL quarterbacks who played shortstop. So I think, it goes to your point that the, the best athletes always, you know, whether it's baseball or football, but it seems like baseball and football are somewhat harmonious. Uh, well, there, there's a connection. Again, I just think that I'm not excluding hockey, but, you know, ice skating is a certain skill. You know, baseball, you need to run and vision and hand-eye coordination, and same with basketball and same with football, right? And so they all kind of fit together. And when you go to high school, there are basketball teams and baseball teams and football teams – not often are there hockey teams, not where we live, Brett. And so, again, uh, I just think there's a correlation between all those sports together, and usually somebody just doesn't excel at one sport. Adam, I know you, you hardly get uh, a minute off, let alone time to, to focus on things other than football, but how much do you get to pay attention to Major League Baseball, and and is it something that uh, you grew up as a fan? You know, Tell us a little bit about your, your life as a, as a baseball fan. Well, I, I was a huge huge baseball fan growing up. I mean, I watched every pitch or listened to every pitch of every game involved in the New York Yankees. That was something that, again, was a major part of my childhood. And I could you know, recall the great moments in Yankees history from when I was a childhood, from Bucky Dent's home run and Fenway Park to Reggie's three home runs to Chris Chambliss's home run uh, against the Royals and uh, wild card game. Um, those are all moments I remember distinctly. From being a child, I remember Thurman Munson uh, being killed in a plane crash. I, all these things, right? It was such a major. I watched the Pine Tar game live and saw George Brett 
I'm charging out of the dugout. Watch the whole thing unfold as it happened. And so these are things that I always remember. Now, as I get older in life and as I got more into my job and uh, what my job entails, my, my interest in football completely swallowed up the interest I had in baseball. Um, and that's not to say that I, I, I don't follow it. I, but I just, I just, I don't have a knowledge of it. I mean, uh, I like to go to a baseball game or two a year. The Mets are very kind. And sometimes I go out there and visit with some people I know there, uh, the great Harold Kaufman who's in the Mets front office and whatnot. But by and large, I just don't have the time for it. And so it, it, it's not a major part of my life. Now I will say, uh, I play fantasy football and fantasy basketball, Brett. So basketball I've gotten totally into, and I've even done some sideline reporting, been kind enough to do, uh, fortunate enough to do some sideline reporting for ESPN. I'll bet you that if I played fantasy baseball, I would probably get really into the sport. But I I just don't want to do that because, again, it's going on in the summer, football's gearing up, it's reaching its crescendo in September when the football season is kicking. It just, to me, it, it would be too much. Like maybe later on in my life after I get done with my job and I decide to move on at that point in time, uh, maybe I'll play for some fancy baseball and that will elevate my interest in the game. Uh, but I just, I don't follow it. And I, I get baseball players that text me for fancy football tips on a regular basis. Uh, there's nobody in the sport that texts me more than Mike Trout. <laughs> hey, is this guy playing? Is this guy playing? This guy, what's the deal? I mean, he's incessant about it. Uh, so there, there are connections that I have to baseball, but it's not something that uh, I care about the way you care about it. You know, this is certainly a, a baseball show, and uh, but I, I want to take a step back because I you did mention basketball, and I know you and I have spoken in the past that you are a passionate basketball fan. Uh, um, I believe both college and pro, and you, you have done some work. Um, wh- are you going to be doing more work around basketball, do you think, moving forward? Well, I, I've gotten into basketball. Like I said, it's driven from fantasy because I, I played on ESPN Fantasy Basketball League with Adrian Wojnarowski and Teddy Bruschi and some other people, and it's it's just great fun. Like I, I it, Honestly, it's, it's one of my favorite hobbies and vices. Um, it gives me tremendous joy every day of my life. Like I watch basketball for that component. Um, I've done a couple of games. If you look back over the last three years, I've probably done a dozen NBA games for ESPN sideline reporting. And like, as is the case with everything else, the pandemic just changed everything. So I haven't spent the night away from my house in a year. Mm. So I I don't know, unless they call me to do a Brooklyn Nets game or a New York Knicks game, I, I don't anticipate doing any games this season. You know, you mentioned Mike Trout, uh, you know, texting you for fantasy football stuff, which I think most of our our fans would think that's just absolutely amazing. You know, you grew up um, in the business as a, as a reporter um, and, and worked your way up. Are you do you sometimes take a step back and, and whether it's football or baseball or basketball, are you really kind of amazed at how the fantasy world of these sports has has grown to the level it has. And obviously your, your job is an integral part because all the fantasy owners want to know what you know. You, you know your, your, your goal is to get everything first and to get it to the fans. Are you a little surprised um, about how huge this has grown in such a relatively short amount of time? Well, I believe it drives the popularity of the sport. And there's been a change. I remember when I was in newspapers for almost 16 years, I remember people coming up to me on a regular basis. Hey, how are the... You know, I was working out in Colorado. How are the Broncos going to do this year? How are the Broncos? And somewhere along the way, 
there was a shift in questionings, and it went from how are the Broncos going to do this year to who's your breakout running back, or do you think this guy's worth taking in the first round, or which receiver do you like more? And and I, I think that there was a shift there. Now, I know that there are still fans who follow their favorite teams, and that also does drive the popularity of the sport. But I would argue that fancy, fantasy makes the sports more popular and more watched than they've ever been before. That's that's my feeling. Uh, maybe the numbers will prove me wrong, but I just believe that fantasy has driven the popularity of football, basketball, um, and to a lesser extent, baseball. Yeah, I think it's much more that uh, that players. Uh, I'm sorry, that fans really root for players as opposed to teams. And I think that's why, you know, especially in, a, in an era of free agency where players move around, obviously when I was growing up and we were both growing up, you know, trades in football just never happened. And that seems like it's, it's, it's much different now. It always happened in baseball, but trades in football are commonplace these days. Yeah, no, it, well, that's because I think that there are younger general managers and there's analytic studies and uh, they've seen teams that have had success making trades and they're not as scared to make trades and, you know, it's a whole series of events. I, I don't know that that's related to, um, I don't know if that's related to fantasy or whatever it is. All right, I'm going to keep you just for a couple more minutes, and we're talking to the great Adam Schefter from ESPN. Adam, you mentioned that you grew up a big Yankees fan uh, in the in the '70s and '80s. I'm assuming. Um, did you have a favorite player, and if so, uh, who was it, and why? Hey, it's funny you ask that. Um, again, I loved Thurman Munson. I loved him. Um, and then I loved Reggie Jackson and yeah, I mean, Reggie back in New York, that was, that was a lot of fun to follow. And I'll tell you a funny story. It had to be, let's see, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, Brett. Um, and it was a Saturday and I was in Bristol, Connecticut and I was at my desk and we were getting ready to come on for a Saturday wild card edition of postseason NFL countdown on ESPN. And I looked down on my phone and it rang. I think it was a 714 area code. Let me see here. Let me just let me just double check. I can tell you right now. Hold on one second. Yeah, 714. So 714 area code shows up. And I'm like, what's this? Again, we you get so many spam calls. I pick it up and the guy says, Adam. I said, yeah. He goes, Reggie Jackson. <laughs> and I was like, Reggie Jackson? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, what are you calling about? And he, and he, and he was calling um, to talk to me about Mike Singletary and his chances of getting a job. Uh, apparently him and Mike Singletary were very friendly. And I, and I told him um, that if you had said to me back in the day that Reggie Jackson would be calling me at work, I, I might have just lost my mind uh, with how I felt about him growing up. So it was a very cool thing. And subsequently he came on my podcast, the Adam Schefter podcast, and appeared at a, as a guest. And and, uh, and every now and then we, we exchanged some notes Um I, I still don't think that I've met him in person and shaken his hand, but but uh, we've had some communication, which has been kind of neat. Well, that's a very cool story. And, and you know, Adam, it, you've interviewed so many great people throughout your year, your career, obviously hundreds and hundreds of athletes. And to be able to interview you for this show is, is certainly a, a thrill for me. Uh, I want to thank you for your time and thank you for joining me here on BT Talks Baseball. It's a thrill somewhere beneath the, those hundreds of athletes that you've got to interview, but that, that's okay, Brett. Listen, it's my honor to be with you. You do a great job. I appreciate having me. Thank you very much. Be well, stay safe, and we'll talk soon.